Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist. On our episode today, we are going to talk about this idea of getting out of your own way and really trying to figure out what is holding you back and what are the barriers or the roadblocks that you're having, that you're experiencing, that are keeping you from getting to the health-related goal that you are trying to achieve. So much of what is out there when it comes to health journeys are focused on some of the external things like the food and what kind of food and exercise and self-care and all these things. But what has or what I believe has a much bigger impact on if you're ever going to get to a place that you're closer to achieving your goals is this this mindset component. And this could be things like the stories you tell yourself, the beliefs that you have, the criticism or the negative stuff that's just floating around in your brain that's been there for a long time that you don't even probably know it's there and it's probably on repeat and it keeps, you know, kind of doing those same thoughts, the negative stuff over and over and over again. For many of us, this is the part that we probably spend the least amount of time on changing, but I do believe that this is the piece that can have the biggest impact when it comes to really looking forward and achieving the goals that you're trying to achieve. There are so many things that are not within our control, but one of the things that we do have control over is the way we think about ourselves than the stories that we tell ourselves, the beliefs, the thoughts, and everything that makes up who you are and makes up your identity. You are the only one responsible for all of those things. And one of the things that's really exciting about that is that you own and you own all these things. They take up space in your brain. And these are the things that if you're able to acknowledge them and maybe even work through them that this is the piece that will give you the power to kind of get to a place where you may feel like you're having a really hard time getting now it doesn't come without discomfort though because typically when you start kind of sorting through all of those things that you're really feeling or that you're telling yourself or that you believe It's so much a part of our identity that I think when we get to this place that you start challenging it, there can be embarrassment and shame and denial and just overall a sense of discomfort. When, if I were to ask you, like, what do you think is a roadblock that you're having to get to your goal? Probably most of you would answer something like, you don't know what to eat or you don't have enough time. That's a really big one. I think that's probably the most common. And that would be things like, oh, I don't have time to go food shopping. I don't have time to make my meals. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to get enough sleep. But this is a really big one. Or some people say like, I just don't have the motivation or maybe like, I don't really know where to start and I don't know what I should be doing. But I think a lot of times if we were to dig, if we were to dig deeper, those aren't really the things. So 
early when I first started, even when I first started podcasting this, it's really easy to do like some very easy tricks like, oh, you don't know what to eat? Hey, why don't we do this? And you don't have motivation? Well, let's rely on this. But the more and more that I talk to people, the more the more I practice, you know, at, as a dietitian, I think like it just is so much deeper than that. I find that some of the stuff that we super that we superficially say, um, and I think that we do believe, and I'm sure it is a, a factor and a barrier that prevents us from doing what we want to do. That if we were to go a little bit deeper, there would be there would be a slew of other things that are really going on, and that I think these things tend to be have a greater impact on our health because these are things that we're just kind of carrying around with us that are hindering any of the growth that we're trying to do and kind of end up keeping us stuck. So I think of these things as like, if you were to like take off a little bit of your brain and look inside of it, these are some of the things that you may find. A big one for people is negative self-talk. And that tends to be something that is probably just on a loop in your brain based on probably not even facts, just experiences that you've had, stories that you tell yourself. You probably have negative self-talk or self-criticism that just is on repeat in your brain and takes up a lot of space there. And you may not even know it's there because it might just be flashing through your head every couple minutes and you don't even realize it. So when we talk about, as we go through this list of things like this, I want you to start thinking if any of these things are things that you have, because part of this trying to figure out what's holding you back is trying to identify like, hey, do I struggle with any of these things? And for most people, there's probably going to be like a multitude of things. Procrastination tends to be a big one. I myself am somebody that is a procrastinator um, because it kind of I'm kind of scared to take any direction and to move forward because it just feels really uncomfortable and scary and vulnerable. So perhaps procrastination is something that you and I share. Maybe you are someone who doesn't feel like you're worthy of making the changes or you're not enough. Maybe you are somebody who is a perfectionist that feels like you can't do it unless it's 100% perfect and Anything less than that isn't really worth any of your time. You could be somebody who doesn't want to feel deprivation. A lot of times with women, and especially with women who are trying to lose weight that go on a diet, there's this sense of not wanting to feel deprived or not feeling like you can't ever eat something again. And that feeling or like that fear of Feeling that deprivation can be something that holds you back because you don't want to, you don't want to feel like you can't have something ever again. Nobody does, right? And so sometimes with the whole like, you know, dieting, I don't really believe that diet works. I think that you really just have to find something and a way of eating that fits your particular lifestyle. And that's going to probably be very different and individualized and unique to you. Maybe you are somebody who is just afraid to fail. Like you, you, this idea of like taking any action at all makes you, or any like idea that you could fail, 
either leaves you in this place where you can't even start taking action or maybe it leads you down a place that you can't move forward. You just kind of get stuck by paralysis because you are just so scared that you could fail. Perhaps you're somebody who struggles with low self-esteem and thinks like, who am I? I'm too old to make this change. I'm too old to wear a bathing suit. I'm too old to wear a bikini. I'm too old to make this change. I'm too old to be able to achieve my health goals. Does that sound like you? Or perhaps you're somebody who struggles with self-doubt or maybe you are a people pleaser and you want people to perceive you in a way that looks favorably and going through and trying to have whatever change you're trying to do, you may be in a light that maybe doesn't always look favorable or you don't always look perfect and your appearance isn't always going to be wonderful and maybe that kind of stops you and holds you back from doing what you're trying to achieve. Another one is shame. Shame is a really big one. Um, and shame is one that I struggle with too, is, you know, so kind of getting to figure out if that's something that is holding you back. Or lastly, maybe it's not asking for help. Maybe you feel like you're somebody who can figure this all out on your own and you don't care how long it takes you, but you're going to try to do it. And there's probably more than this, but these are the ones that I think are probably the most prevalent when it comes to when it comes to really trying to get to a place to decide what is holding you back. So if you were to really dig into this, right, and you were really going to dive in to figure out what it is that's holding you back beyond the normal education stuff, I want you to start thinking about I want you to start thinking about what kinds of things that you would do to try to make this better. So I, as you know, I've been a dietitian for almost 20 years and I've worked in multitude of settings and currently I work in a dialysis practice. So I teach patients what they can eat, um, what things will hinder their health. And a lot of this education is based on lab work that is given monthly. And so there's a reflection of like, hey, I know that you've been eating this because I can see it in your lab work, right? So no matter how many times that I have these conversations with people, I mean, it could be the same conversation every month. There's something, there's changes within people or there's things that people, so like they have this knowledge, but it's very hard for some people. And maybe you feel like you're in a place right now that this is you where even though you have the knowledge, you're not really able to get into a place that you can take action and change it because something is holding you back. So I want to really kind of dive into figuring out what are some things that you can do to try to figure out what it is that's holding you back and what you do with that. So in saying all this, I think it's important to to also state that Whatever it is, the root of what you're carrying around. So if if you're somebody who has like a lot of negative self-talk, whatever the root of it that's 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 prohibiting you from taking action, that's going to be something that you want to explore, right? So everything you're not going to be someone who probably experiences all these things, but maybe you will. But whatever the root is, you're going to kind of take the approach that best works for that root, right? So if you're somebody who is 
in a place that you have these negative self-thoughts and you have a lot of criticism. You're going to be somebody who is really going to have to dig into this idea of like, what stories are you telling yourself? And what are the feelings that are coming out related to the stories? So basically, whatever the feeling is, whatever the thing that's keeping you stuck, essentially, you're going to have to explore that emotion and try to dig in a little bit deeper because the solution is going to lie within that. And so a lot of times, I think what happens when people are on this health journey is that we're doing kind of the external things and the things that are really is seemingly easier to fix, like, oh, I just would switch to this food or, oh, I just get exercise this many days a week. But until we really start digging into the root of really what's going on, the the harder stuff there, I don't really know that you're going to be able to maintain these health changes for the long term because I think that you kind of have to get to the root of what you're telling yourself and really try to figure out that mindset piece in order to get to a place that you're able to achieve your goal. So let's talk about this idea of like stories, right? I would say to you that it's really important to try to figure out some of the stuff you're telling yourself. And one of the easier ways to do this, which is probably not desirable for most people, is to actually journal. And why I say to journal is is because you can start putting that stuff that's sitting in your head onto paper and you can start to challenge it. A lot of times we live in the society where we're just go, 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 and everything is so fast-paced that it seems very easy to do some of the other things, like the external stuff. And it's much harder to focus on the inner stuff, the stuff that the stuff that kind of gets in the way, the harder stuff. And so journaling is a really easy way or however that looks like for you. But I would say uh, like doing an activity that has some quietness that you can tap in a little bit more to how you're feeling. So that could be journaling, that could be praying, that could be meditating, that could be breathing, whatever that looks like to you. But I think that you need to kind of have this quiet space that you can start to acknowledge some of the stuff that is that is happening, right? That's the easiest way, I think, to really get to a place to be a little bit more in contact and connect it with your authentic self to really try to figure out what's going on here and what is it that's keeping you stuck. Stories, I'll finish my whole thing about stories. Stories, I think, is something that is things that we tell ourselves, right? So we tell ourselves these stories, they may be true, they may be false, but they're just things that we tell ourselves. And for me anyway, and I think that this may resonate resonate with a lot of you is sometimes when I'm feeling these things, it's because I have these stories that I'm telling myself. And I'm very anxious by nature, I take medication for anxiety. But if I'm in my head and I'm not in a space that I'm aware that I'm having really anxious feelings or that I'm really uncomfortable or scared, then it leads me down this path where I start telling myself like, oh my God, I can't do this. I don't think I can do it. I start to get really uncomfortable and I just get really scared. And so because of that, right? So first I'm telling myself a story. And then I'm having some kind of response to that. I'm having like either fear or discomfort. 
And then after that, I start to tell myself, I can't do it. Why do I think I can do it? I don't think I have enough time. I don't think, I, I just don't, I just don't want to do it. And I start making up excuses. So I think that for anybody here, it's probably worth it to just kind of dig into a little bit more of some of the underlying roadblocks or barriers that you have. And then within that, kind of getting to a place that you're really starting to tell yourself or that you're able to differentiate some of the stories that you're telling yourself. And then once you're able to do that, then you can start seeing like, oh, that excuse that I'm making, that's because of that story that I told myself. And so it doesn't have to be something that just kind of floats away in your brain and that you have no control over it. It in fact becomes something that you can control because you can control the story. You can control the way that you respond to the story and you can, you can control the things that you tell yourself that you can or can't do related to those stories. You know, I think another way when we're talking about doing these, when we talk about this, especially when it comes to something that feels very overwhelming, like our mindset and the things we tell ourselves, that we get into this place that we just think about starting really small and that we just practice. We just start to become more and more aware of the things that we tell ourselves. And then once we start to learn that one thought, then we're like, okay, let me go on to the next thing that I tell myself. And the goal here is not to compare yourself to other people and what other people think the goal is that it's you against you. And that makes it really doable because it, it's if you're coming from a place that you have no awareness and no acknowledgement of what things you tell yourself and what your mindset is and some of the internal barriers that are preventing you from getting to your goal, well, then you can be like, all right, well, last year I didn't know anything. And now at least I know like one thing. And then over time, you're going to get better at identifying what feelings you're having, what the true source of those feelings are, and then trying to figure out some strategies that help you. And the more you do this, the more you're going to be aware of what's really going on so that you're not making excuses that are preventable. And it's going to have and give you much more confidence that in fact that you can do that. And I think that like we never really learned this. Like I never learned this idea of like, oh, let me challenge my thoughts. And my gosh, these thoughts are in my brain and that there's something else. Maybe there's more to it. I mean, I've been doing therapy for a long time. So obviously I've learned since I started therapy. But prior to that, I didn't, right? Like I didn't. And I think this idea of starting small also helps because it allows you to just concentrate on one thing and one set of like feelings that you're feeling. So if you are somebody who is stuck that you feel like everything has to be perfect, then by no means am I saying you're never going to be a perfectionist, but starting to tease out that a little bit, that that idea that everything has to be perfect and trying to figure out how you can get a little bit better at managing that thought. And if you're able to keep doing this and over and over again, again, you are going to feel like you have a lot more confidence. Um, if you were to take on a whole bunch of things at one time or a whole bunch of health changes or a whole bunch of trying to really challenge your thoughts, it may be and it may feel a little bit more overwhelming to you. 
until you can really start to be more comfortable with the idea that, hey, there's something bigger here that I probably need to figure out what it is and connect with myself a little bit. And then trying to kind of work through that, acknowledging what the feeling is, figuring out kind of what kind of loop that puts you in in your brain, like what things the feelings that you feel, like whether it's shame or embarrassment, and then moving forward to what you then tell yourself and what excuses you make to kind of help manage those emotions. And, you know, kind of remembering that with all of this, there's always going to be things that are going to be easier for you to process and to do. And there's going to be things that are going to be a little bit harder for you to do. And that's just important to note because if you find this all overwhelming, then for sure, since it's especially mindset and the way that you talk to yourself and speak to yourself and think of yourself, I would certainly seek the help of a licensed mental health professional to kind of help you through that. If you're somebody who is a perfectionist, then I think just knowing in general that this idea that first you're going to start small you're going to kind of journal some of the thoughts that you're having and then being okay that like what you're doing is good enough. And I point out my perfectionist people here and because, you know, they're my favorite people because I feel in kinship with you. But also I think that when you're going through anything and trying to make a new behavior, it's really easy to get into this place that you want it to be perfect But remembering that I think you kind of have to really think of about what you see as a failure when it comes to any of, when it comes to anything with mindset and when it comes to anything with your health is that you're going to be in a place that you're dealing with some big emotions and it's, there's going to be things that work. There's going to be things that don't work. And all of that is an opportunity for growth and learning, right? And really kind of getting into this place that you're able to kind of embrace the failure or what you perceive as failure, because it's not really failing. You're just trying to figure out what works for you. And that's going to be different for everybody. And so I had done a podcast episode, I guess a few podcasts ago about neuroplasticity. And it's this idea that you can kind of train, that you can kind of train your brain for different changes, if I can remember off the top of my head. But one of the things that they talked to, that I talked about in that episode was that one of the things that's really important for your brain to learn something new and to just kind of adopt a new behavior is that you fail because there is a process in what you think is a failure that actually then is able to like help your brain adapt and make that change sustainable so that you can maintain it. And so I found that to be really interesting and I found that to be kind of a relief. And so maybe you're somebody who really struggles with this idea that if you're going to do something and you're going to make this health change that you need to be perfect. But kind of tapping into this idea that, you know, if it didn't work in the past, it doesn't mean it won't work now. That's just a story that you're telling yourself. Failure is a part of life. Maybe the way that you perceive failure needs to be a little bit more addressed that knowing that it's just an opportunity for growth and to learn about what works for you. Some of the other things that I would say for you to do if you're interested in really kind of getting to this place where you're working on your mindset is to 
make sure that you're coming from a place where you are spending time on yourself at least one time a week because I feel like that that could be pretty manageable, but I think it's really hard to dive into the emotional mindset piece of making health-related changes if you are if you're so overworked and you just don't allow yourself that space to have that quietness to really tap into what you're doing. And so I encourage you that if this is something that you plan on working on, especially in the upcoming week, to really make sure that you're doing that at a time that you don't feel too overwhelmed and that you have the space to really address what is going on or what you believe is holding you back. Another thing I would say, and I think this is probably one of the things that's probably the most important is to take action. And so a lot of times it's very easy. And again, I am somebody that's in therapy, right? And I, because of that, I'll start thinking about all the things that I do and I'll start like ruminating on it. And then I just keep planning it and planning it. And in my head, I'm changing it. But I'm not actually really doing anything because I'm not taking any action on it, right? I'm just like thinking about it, but I'm not putting, like if I'm having a negative negative thought or I'm having this criticism and I feel it in my brain, it doesn't help for me and it probably won't help for you to just kind of stay there. It's this idea that you like start practicing it and trying to figure out like how you can change that and knowing that like there's never going to be a right time for you to do it and it's kind of like once you know what it is that's kind of in your brain getting to a point that you can start like acknowledging it and start challenging it and all of this internal stuff can be really hard but again i think it's really necessary when you're trying to achieve your goals and some of the ways that you can really start like taking action is to ask yourself some questions right like i think one of the i think one of the more important things that we do when we're talking about our health our health goals is to look back at what has worked in the past and what hasn't worked. And a lot of times people are free to look back in the past because I think it's really difficult to to look back at something that you feel like you failed at. But there's so much information that can be gleaned from that perceived failure, even though it's not a failure. And so what I would say to you is that really look back at like Think of like a health goal that you have right now, right? What is it? Is it that you, probably it's you want to lose weight because that's like 99% of women. And so when was the last time that you were able to achieve any progress on that goal? So I want you to think about like when it went in a time when you felt like you were able to achieve that goal and that you got really close to it. And then I want you to think about like, what are some of the things that made you not really achieve it? right? Like what got in the way? What, like, like I know you're going to probably start when you start writing this down, but this is probably the one of a really important exercise that you can do is like, why didn't it work when you were on this quest to lose weight in the past? Why didn't it work? And start to think about the stuff that got in the way. And probably the, the, the stuff that's going to come up in your brain is the, some of the the, the outwardly stuff that we talked about, that you're not motivated, you didn't have enough time, right? 
But then I want you to dig a little bit deeper and I want you to really talk about what was going on, right? What was happening? What was some of those underlying things? Did you feel like you were self-sabotaging because you didn't think you could do it? Did you have self-doubt? Did you have shame based on maybe some of your experiences about your weight growing up? What is it that's keeping you, that's kind of keeping you here? It can be something that has motivated you, but it can also be something that felt like it kind of, it kind of had you stuck. And then once you can really see what that emotion is, again, is it like you're talking terribly to yourself? Are you afraid you're not going to succeed? Are you thinking that like, who am I to think that I could do this? Are you a perfectionist? Once you start to figure out what it is that's blocking you, then you can start to challenge whatever that thing is because really you need to identify the roadblock or the barrier and then you can start to figure out the solution and what's really exciting about that is is that once you start like oh I'm happy this is full of shame and you start acknowledging it and you start tapping into some of the stories that you're telling yourself and then you start seeing some of the excuses that you're doing well now you have a little bit more of a roadmap okay I'm doing this So I need to work with someone or I need to challenge my beliefs here because they're not true. They're just stuff that I'm telling myself. And it essentially ends up creating a solution and a roadmap to you to kind of help navigate those emotions. And this is what I want you to kind of think about is like, where is the resistance? Where is the resistance that you're having when it comes to what you're trying to achieve? Because this is where you probably need to dig a little bit deeper because This is the part that's holding you back. And so again, I don't know what this looks like for you in terms of like creating this mindset of abundance and tapping into some of the things that are holding you back. But I know for a lot of people, things that kind of help manage that and identify any of these feelings are speaking to a therapist, a licensed professional therapist. Um, journaling, meditating, uh, putting yourself in a space with podcasts and books and influencers and social media that are in line with some of the things that you're feeling. So if you're somebody who's a perfectionist, you probably don't want to follow someone on social media who has a perfectly curated life because for you, it's going to probably make it it's going to probably keep that perfectionism going. So you want to probably be in a place that like you start to be okay with it not being perfect. Some of the things that also help is um, practicing how you speak to yourself or establishing some kind of routine um, that you can that you can keep practicing, that you can see what's going on if you were to lift up your brain and look inside and really kind of dig into the root of it, see what's going on, and then start to practice it. Over time, you'll get to a place that you are more, like that you're more aware of what's going on. And then all of this awareness will just help you get to the bigger goal that you want to achieve. And I'm not saying that any of this is not going to be hard because it is. And it's going to take practice and it's going to take, it's going to take some reflection on your part. It's going to be asking yourself questions about your past experiences when it came to your health and why you weren't able to achieve those goals. And it's going to have to allow you to not really ruminate on any of those things to kind of just let it go because it's not meant to shame you or to 
make you relive something that maybe is painful for you, but really it's rather an information source that can help you get to a place that you are better able to work towards your goals in the future. And so again, it's it's this way of just kind of acknowledging it. And then once you kind of, once you're able to kind of give yourself a little bit of space that you can be in touch with some of the things that you're feeling and then setting some kind of routine in your life that you're able to really kind of work through or challenge these beliefs and just practicing them over and over again. And then slowly over time, you know, hopefully you get to a place that you can start changing some of the beliefs and some of the stories and some of the limitations that you're telling yourself. And so this a journey, this journey into changing your mindset and changing your behaviors is not always comfortable. You will have to step outside your comfort zone, but I know that it will it, that it will be worth the time and effort in the long run because what it will do is it will put you on a path that you're closer to achieving the goals that you want instead of getting to a place where you keep repeating the same thing over and over again and failing because you're not tapping into the to the root of really what's going on. And I want you to know that I'm on this journey with you. So by all means, it's not something that I'm preaching about and not actually practicing myself. I am. I'm doing the work too and it's not it's very uncomfortable. Um, there's a lot of discomfort. And a lot of times I feel like when I'm in that feeling, I just want to run away because I don't want to deal with it. It feels too overwhelming. And so if you're somebody who feels that way, I'm right there with you. But knowing where you are right now and really kind of sitting through it and kind of managing and acknowledging that is a way that's going to get you closer to your goal. And it's going to set about a clear pathway for you. And I want to remind you that like all of this, when we come to health, wellness, and self-care, like it's not about being perfect at all. It's just about being like 1% better every day. And then over time, that 1% compounds and you can start to look back and be like, wow, look at the changes that I've made over in a year, right? So that you can say that you don't find yourself 10 years from now being in the same place where you are now, where you are you know, not feeling like you deserve or are worthy to make these health changes where you hate your body. You don't feel like you have any love for yourself. You don't feel like you're enough. We as women have been carrying around these feelings for a really long time. And I beg you to not keep carrying them around. Even if you're able to let a little tiny bit of some of that go, I mean, that's progress and any progress that you can make is wonderful. So I will see you guys back here next week and hopefully we'll talk about something different than just mindset. But again, I do believe that mindset is probably the most important piece and probably the most overlooked piece when we're trying to find out how to make our health changes stick. So I hope you ladies have a great week and I will see you guys back here next week. Bye.